Welcome to the United States Paranormal Podcast. Sit down and buckle up for an enlightening ride through everything cryptid, creepy, and paranormal. Hello, all my freaky paranormal friends out there. It is I, Golden Jay. And man, have we got a special treat for you tonight. I'm joined as always with, by, by, with whoever. It's Alicia. Hi, it's me. <laughs> we also were doing what, what I'm calling the uh, crossover episode. We got the whole crew from Golden Image Podcast here. So the Skywalker's there. And of course, Chico Noise is right beside me. But most important, most important of all is our special guest, Connor Bill. What's up, buddy? Hey, how are you doing? Oh, man, we're having a great time. I think we got all of our little things fixed and we're ready to go. How about you? How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. I just, like I said, I just got up from a nap. So I'm ready to talk about ghost stories with you guys. <laughs> Perfect timing. Well, we've been covering a lot of ghost stories lately with uh, between the team Boozier, as uh, you can see on Alicia's shirt there. Yep. I she's love it. Her, she's got our team Boozier shirt. Um, and of course, Team Tejas down in Texas. A shout out to Logan, Matt, and Bose. But we're going to start by asking you. I don't even know. Skyler, what do you want to start off by asking? Well, <laughs> first of all, uh, me and Connor went to high school together. I've known Connor for the better part of what, 15 years at this point? Yes. I want to start off by saying congratulations. Um, I have spent the last, uh, what, two months watching all your YouTube videos, <laughs> <laughs> and I just finished the first book tonight because we've been trying to swap it around between all of us. Very, very good book. Thank you. I appreciate it. Me personally, I loved the first book, I, especially the last chapter in that book. I thought that was real, and I really just, I mean, just reading it, I felt like I really understood where you were coming from with all, all the stuff that you've done so far. So the first book was amazing. I loved it. Thank you. That's awesome. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. It, I, I had a lot of anxiety writing my first book, to be honest with you. I didn't know how people were going to receive it and what my friends from high school would have thought, you know, because a lot of it was in there from people I went to school with. Right. So let's, let's, Get back to the book in just one second. I kind of, I want to, let's talk about your socials and the, and the YouTube channel to start, if that's all right. Yeah, sure. So Paranormal Encounters is the, the brand. Mm -hmm. um, as of right now, well, not of right now, but earlier this week, you had 37.2K subs with a total of 2.6 million views. <laughs> yeah. how, does, how does that feel? It's kind of crazy, I guess. I never really, I never really anticipated this to be this far. I guess when I first started doing it, it was just, it was just honestly just filming my experiences and just something I like doing. And then now it turned into something that's bigger than I thought it was going to be. You know, so like thirty-seven thousand subscribers is. I mean, if you put that in perspective, that's bigger than the town of Bourbon. <laughs> 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 you know, Bourbon is so small compared to that. It's kind of crazy to think that you know like it's like 10 times that bourbon or if not more than that and all those people are watching what i created 10 years ago Pretty so wild. it's kind of crazy to think about 
It, it is. I, I mean, seriously, that is, those are, for somebody I know personally, those are like really mind blowing numbers. You know, it was like, wow, 2.6 million views. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> Who thought I'd be uh, graduating high school and going to go swimming? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, the Facebook is facebook.com slash official paranormal encounters. Instagram is paranormal encounters TV. And then you guys use flow code, which is flowcode.com slash page slash paranormal encounters. So anybody who's listening, make sure you guys go check out all the socials and stay up to date with, with Connor. So do you remember your first, uh, your first moment that something weird happened? Like, was it like when you were a child, like, your yeah. first paranormal experience yeah my first paranormal experience i do remember i don't remember it vividly but i do remember that my first experience was when i was a, a kid i was about eight or nine years old and i lived in west goshen indiana and um i grew up in this house on berkey avenue in this white house and it's pretty ominous as a kid i was i remember the feeling of the house and that I used to explore it a lot with my brother and we would find weird things going on inside the house. And, um, I was always big into Halloween and, um, it was just huge. It was a huge culture when I was growing up. And, uh, I remember my first paranormal experience I had was when my brother and I shared a room on the second floor and I was scared of the dark funny enough back then. So like we always kept the door open with the hallway on and, uh, my brother and I, like I said, shared a room and his bed was directly across from mine. And I remember laying there one night and he was already fast asleep and I could see his bed while I was laying there. Um, and then something weird happened. I had this like weird eerie feeling come over me and I had this, I had seen this white, like ping pong ball. That's the best I can really describe it. Uh, come over my head and go down and underneath my brother's bed. It freaked me out so bad. I ran down the stairs I told my parents, my mom and dad came upstairs. My brother was still asleep. My mom went underneath the bed and there was nothing underneath the bed, nothing that could have caused it. And I, my mom thought I was just, maybe I was just dreaming and uh, nothing really happened. But I remember clearly that I was, I was awake trying to go to sleep at night and never really understood what happened, I guess, as a kid, you know, until I got a little bit older, but that's probably like one of my first paranormal experiences I can remember the earliest I can remember too. That's wild. Yeah. So now let me let me get this. Like I said, it's been about a month since I read the book. So I'm trying to remember all the I remember that story being in the book. Um, did you like really start getting into it then when you started working at Bourbon Street and and that's when you kind of got that whole thing? Or was it the Waverly trip? I'm trying to remember which came first. It was the Waverly trip is what really kicked it off you know i was working at bourbon street pizza too but uh the waverly hills is what happened the most because when i was there i uh actually talked to a ghost when i was there on a trip i was on the tour on the second floor and um i actually i actually caught my first evps there as well too when i was using my phone i was into it then i was huge into watching ghost adventures and all those paranormal shows they were pretty getting pretty popular in 2010 right. 2009 2008 is when they really launched you know and um at waverly hills i went down there with a couple of friends 
And uh, we wanted to do something like thrill seeking, I guess, because at that time, it was kind of funny is Bourbon is a small town where there's many abandoned houses out in the middle of nowhere. You guys would know. (laughs) And uh, we were we were into getting into those houses with some people and uh, just trying to scare ourselves, I guess, really. And then Waverly Hills, when we went down there over the summer, um, almost my senior year, uh, we took a tour and on the second floor of the shadow hallway, I was kind of talking and I, I felt at the moment at that time, I think the tour guy kind of pointed me out and then had me walk down the hallway with this other person. You know, he had like a plaid, like uh, shirt on with the ball cap. And uh, I remember she was talking about this hallway where you would see shadows if you walk down there and it was really, really dark. And th- she had a laser pointer and she pointed down the hallway and told me to go walk down there until I got to the, to the end of the laser. So I was walking down there and um, I remember talking to this person and he's just not really saying words. He's just saying a few things like agreeing with me and stuff and nodding. And you couldn't really see him because the moonlight was just so dark. There's no lights in Waverly Hills. This is an old abandoned building. And uh, I got down to the end of the hallway. I, I sort of lost track of where this guy was. He's supposed to be walking next to me. And I'm looking around and I don't see him. And I'm thinking to myself, like, maybe it's just some guy who's like took off, you know, like he can't see us. And he's just looking at this room near us or something. And, and um, I couldn't really see anybody in the back. So when I'm walking back, this guy wasn't with me. And I start talking to Alex and Neil who was with us on this tour. And uh, they told me I walked down there by myself and it kind of freaked me out because I, I remember I was talking to this person and this person was solid and it's just kind of weird. And the story goes is there's a homeless guy with his dog that actually was breaking into Waverly Hills and he fell down the elevator shaft and, and perished. And they, the way that they described it was exactly how this guy was that was standing next to me. So I, I think back then when I was on this tour, thinking back all these years ago, I was actually talking to that guy. So Alicia, one of my Alicia, do you remember that guy's name? Was it was it uh, uh, was it Willie? Was it William? I don't remember. We just we just did an episode, and then of course we recorded over a month ago. I'm trying to remember, but yeah, was that was one of the ago. that was one of the really cool points. What the the homeless guy that lived there that died in the elevator shaft, and the yeah the dog was what they really talked about being more visual but when you say that it's like oh yeah i just we just talked about that on the waverly hills um story yeah it gives great. me kind of gives me chills thinking about it because it's kind of really strange it's one of our really weirdest experiences first thing i really ever had happen to me you know it really sparked me wanting to try to go out and actually capture more of this or experience more of this kind of stuff so then we moved into the you come back from waverly and with neil and and I, I, it's funny because I'm reading your book and I'm like, I know Neil. <laughs> I used to give Neil guitar play, guitar lessons back in the yeah, day. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know if they know they're in the book or whatever, but uh, <laughs> they do but, now. Yeah, they do now. Yeah, it was a, it was a really cool experience. I really liked Waverly Hills when I went back then. I had a lot of weird things happen to me. I had a lot of voice recordings. I was using my phone back then because I didn't have any ghost hunting equipment. So like capturing that stuff. And then I actually captured a dog in a photo, which I also believe was corresponding with that guy I just talked about too, where right. I think it was his dog, which is really weird. So I just felt like from that get-go, I just felt like I was really meant to go out and go seek it. So I was just having experiences left and right at each place I went to. Right. 
yeah that's so then you're working at bourbon street and you hear about the the at or the, the yeah. attic yeah yeah so and then, people were people were making fun of me at, at bourbon street because they were like just like teasing me about ghosts or, or i remember this guy named joseph i used to work with he would just try to open up the door flicker the lights just try to just try to mess with me i think he knew <laughs> that the place is haunted so we he'd take a few trips up to me up with me up in the attic which is supposedly supposed to be where it's supposed to be haunted and that's actually where i, I captured an apparition uh figure walking across the night vision camera i had brought up there which was my biggest weirdest unexplainable paranormal evidence i've ever captured to this day i've still never have captured anything even close to anything like that can can you explain that video a yeah. little bit yeah yeah so I never really had ghost hunting equipment. This was um, this was in uh, June of 2011, which is funny. We're in June now, and uh, <laughs> yeah. So I went to Walmart and I bought this really cheap Vivitar night vision camera, really horrible quality. I'm talking like 360p quality, but that's all I had, you know. So I went up there uh, a few times previously, just with some friends, just trying to record some audio. Uh, with Joseph. And this time I ended up going up there with uh, Kyle, uh, one of the people that worked there. And um, we went up there and uh, they were kind of scared, but I really wanted to see if I could capture any voice recordings. At this time, I was already capturing a few voice recordings. I was whispering my name and making commentary to some stuff that I was saying up there with Joseph, which was really freaking freaky. It was like super clear EVPs that sound like literally there's a third person up there, but there wasn't. So I wanted to capture some EVPs up there with Kyle. And I went up there with this camera and up there used to be a high-end clothing store. So it's kind of having, it still has some shelves and it has a bathroom that's up there still. And the bathroom has a room with a door. You can actually go in and shut it. And uh, I took that camera up there and I didn't really want to hold the camera. So I left it outside the room up against a pole facing a, a door going into another doorway, which is another room to the front side of Bourbon Street Pizza. And so I left it there recording and I went into the bathroom with Kyle and I shut the door and uh, we're in there talking. You can hear in the audio. It's a three and a half minute video is all it was. And we're talking in there and there's this weird like light ish. It's the best I can really describe is like a light figure line walk out of the actual doorway of the other room from the other room. And then it's kind of like floating near the doorway. And then you can see it walk. Like it literally has legs. You can see the legs move, walk in front on top of the door. It's lower than a um, door handle. So it couldn't be more than three feet, I'd say. And it just stood there for a second. And then it went back in front of the doorway, the dark hallway. And you could really see it then. And then it sort of hovered around there and then walked towards the camera. And as soon as it got close to the camera, the camera just died. I had put brand new batteries in this camera and it only was running for three and a half minutes. So like at three, I didn't know about this until three days or so after I had already went home, I just thought the camera just died. It was a crappy camera. And I, when I plugged in the video and I went to watch it, I saw like some stuff floating around and I saw this thing walk in front of there. And I literally thought I captured like the Holy grail of the paranormal, because this is something that people look for or try to capture at places is trying to actually see a ghost or capture this kind of thing on camera so at that at that moment i knew i had to start a some kind of show or film a documentary about something you know like go to play uh, some place i felt like for sure that yeah i need to be in the paranormal and, and see if i can what i can top the next experience from this 
you're still on the search. Yes, I'm still on the search. Yes. <laughs> 12 years later. <laughs> so correct me if I'm wrong. You actually went back and did an investigation at Bourbon Street later, right? I did. Yes. I went back there, uh, I believe in 2017. And I went in that damn attic by myself. <laughs> I was already freaked out because I knew that something for sure was up there. When I was up there and I was using the spirit box, which is basically a modified radio that sweeps and you can speak with spirits through it and uh, through the white noise. And I was up there and I actually had a few things happen and vo some voices come through. I can't recall exactly what was said, but I did capture some stuff on um, the spirit box talking to me, answering some of my questions. So it was really freaky. Bourbon Street Pizza is for sure haunted. There's something up in the attic, but I don't know what, you know, people have told me over the years that, oh, maybe it's just light going by that made that apparition uh, appear. But the windows upstairs in the attic of Bourbon Street Pizza are all boarded up. There's literally no light source. So straight pitch black. You can't see a single thing. So it's not even possible. And it definitely wasn't from us either because we were in the bathroom with the door shut. We had nothing that would be strong enough to literally go underneath the door and make something like that. And it was just kind of really crazy. It's one of the coolest things I've ever captured in the video. Now, did you use that video in the 2017 episode? I did. Yes, I believe so. I, I put that in there and, and I was always scared about releasing it because there's a lot of people in the paranormal that will just rip off your evidence and try to use it as their own. Right. So for so for so many years, I hid that video. I didn't want people seeing it, but I felt like people needed to know the story of what got me into wanting to film a documentary for Paranormal Encounters. Because I know that I watched that when it came out because mm -hmm. um, you know well everybody was talking about it yeah like, I, I gotta see this so. i remember we made a post uh, a, uh, a post about it it was just me and another guy that were standing in front of the building and it just went freaking crazy with all these shares i'm like what the uh, everybody's like <laughs> expecting something crazy <laughs> so it's pretty cool to see that people were getting more aware of of it being haunted so the original the original case where you guys went and investigated bourbon street pizza isn't on youtube no, it's not on YouTube. May I ask where are some of those original videos went or did you take them down for personal reasons or took them down for uh, some other reasons or so, but the Bourbon Street video is actually on the Facebook of Paranormal Encounters, so you could still watch it on Facebook. Oh, so wow. the, yeah, so it is on there. Um, and some of those other videos that I shot up there are still on um, the YouTube channel. They're just in the mini series playlist. Gotcha. Yeah. So out of everything you've done and you've, you've done tons of stuff or what, what would you say last 10 years, 11 years, you've been 12 you've years, been 12 years. Yeah. yeah. Um, what has been your favorite uh, investigation so far? I, I mean, every one of them is my favorite, to be honest with you. <laughs> you know, I, I seriously, I know I'm serious. Every one of them is, it's just a totally different thing to get into. Like when you really, love something like the it's always like a blissful feeling i guess when you go out and go do it you know like when you write the dopamine just drips and it's just right. the same thing with paranormal investigating with me there's so many places i love doing i mean i loved doing the a family's home because i've never investigated a residential uh kind of a place and you know i really enjoyed it because it was such a mystery because there was no history about this place so i was just trying to rely on anything i captured to point me into the direction of where to go next and i love mysteries you know and true crime and stuff like that so it's like one of my favorites to get involved in too and just go down a rabbit hole and see where it takes me 
So nice. be- before we move on to anything that you like further investigations, when you started, did you have any experience in video editing, any of that kind of thing? Audio? Nope. No? Nope. I-, I had zero experience in video editing. In fact, <laughs> nobody knows this. You guys are the first ones. But I used to take make videos and I personal videos of my cats, just like horror films of my cats <laughs> and stuff I had. And my mom didn't really go for it. But <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know, little horror films and I was just practicing. I didn't know anything. I just got really obsessed with it and figuring out how to get better in each video I did. And I think that's what put me out where I'm at now. So I just like literally get obsessed. Like, I think people, when they go to school, they learn everything all at once. And how I learned the best way uh, for video editing was I just learned things as I needed to know it, you know, and I think that's what really helped me uh, evolve my skills with video editing and, and shooting films and stuff. And I got involved with a distribution company in 2016 that really like forced me to learn a different way of how to handle audio and video shooting. And it really uh, improved my, my um, skills in that. Nice. What has been uh, one of the scariest moments for you? Obviously Waverly sounds terrifying when you have that man next to you but it wasn't uh, scary in the moment though yeah when you're thinking he's a real person you're just trying to be friendly with him and god i would have just just noped right out of there but other than that (laughs) what's been one of the scariest moments for you doing this scariest moment is the day i saw a little girl like i literally saw a ghost and everybody says i see a ghost and there's a lot of people that will say multiple times i've seen a multiple ghosts but that's not the case for me i've only seen one ghost in my entire life and that was when i was on filming my fourth episode and that was the scariest moment it's only scary because it's, you realize that it is 100 real that what you're going after is real it's not just some ufo or like some things that haven't been actually captured in video you've seen it with your own eyes so like um, I was filming at a place in Edinburgh Ma- called Edinburgh Manor in, in um, Scottsdale, Iowa. And uh, I was taking a break from filming and I was in this room that they used as a recreational room, which had like a pool table and stuff. And there's no other way in this room besides one hallway. So at the time I was on the, I was on the phone taking a break and my friends were down at the other end of the hallway, way down on the other side of the building. They were having pizza and um, I was on the phone with uh, my girlfriend at the time, and I was talking to her on the phone. I'm sort of standing, and like when I talk on the phone, I sort of just don't stand still. I just, I move like a squirrel. I have this tendency just to keep moving. So anyways, I was, on, I was standing up and I was walking around kind of like in a circle, uh, pacing around. And I, I just so happened to glance and look up down that hallway, just some weird feeling came over me. I looked up and I saw this girl, no sound, just ran by. And it was, and I had, I knew when I saw her that it wasn't somebody in the building or somebody from this time, just because of how she was dressed and, and uh, there was no sound. And where she was running, there was nothing on the other side she could get to. There's just literally a wall with a window. So um, I saw her and my, I couldn't blink. Like I was frozen. I was like a deer in headlights and I'm staring at this and I'm like trying to, I'm trying to comprehend like what I just witnessed and I'm on the phone and I'm, she said, you just seen a ghost, didn't you? And I'm like, yes. Cause I just, the, my, just my demeanor changed instantly. And as I go down there, I look down to my left and there was no little girl there, which was really weird. It was one of the scariest things. Cause you realize that what you're chasing is really real. It's not just some made up 
fairy tale yeah. kind of a thing, yeah. you know? Well, so and children went, are just scary in general. So yeah. a child <laughs> ghost would be worse. <laughs> yes. Yes. But I mean, I didn't get no sense of, of um, endangerment from seeing her or whatever. I felt like there was some reason behind it, but I don't really know what exactly, even to this day still, you know, maybe it was just letting me know that there was something there or, you know, at that moment, I wanted some clarity that what I was chasing was worth it, you know, and maybe it wanted to show me that it was, and it wanted me to keep going. Cause I don't think if I ever saw her, I don't think I would, I would still question everything I get today, you know, like as like this stuff ain't maybe real or, you know, maybe it's just my mind playing tricks on me kind of a thing. Yeah, for sure. Well, speaking of that, do you find when you're investigating and and like i said i've been watching a lot of the videos some the newer ones like every your the new stuff you're posting i'm trying to catch every time it comes out a lot of the time you guys are just in pitch black yeah. do you i mean and i can't even imagine uh what it's trying to what it's like to try to move around inside of you know even a place that you don't really know that well trying to move around in the in the dark but do you do you find that and I don't know how to, I'm, I know that this stuff is real, but do you find that sometimes you're oversensitive to certain sounds or you might hear something and it really just kind of triggers something that maybe it was a lot simpler than a, a, a paranormal piece or do you find that a lot along the way? I think I found that more so in the very beginning and not so much now, because I think I'm so used to being in the dark. I, I kind of recognize some sounds, you know, even though I'm going into like a foreign building, I still kind of get that feeling, I guess, like, oh, like some, this is not paranormal or this is maybe something like that. But that's why we always try to figure out what the sounds are coming from and see, you know, during the daytime, you can really kind of tell like if they're, if the building makes crackling noises or right. it's super hot outside and it's nighttime and it cools down the ha if the place is crackling or making noises. But um, it's kind of like moving through fog, you know, like in the dark, you know, and it's kind of weird to describe like fog, but um, it's gotten easier to discern which sound is is going on now i guess just because back then i was just kind of jumpy at everything now i'm not so much jumpy i've, I've already pretty much witnessed it all well and that's and all honesty that's why i really like to watch your guys's videos because there is not that immediate scream jump throw what was that oh my god you know what was going yeah. on over there type stuff it's you know it's you guys seem to be very focused and very uh yeah in tune with what's going on where it's just not like oh it's just a jump scream and you know next thing you know somebody's running down the hallway or anything like that but yeah i always wondered about that because your senses they got to be heightened while you're just oh they are yeah, yeah you lose your you basically lose vision and everything else kind of it kind of comes out and it's insane how do you guys stay so <laughs> calm <laughs> I just, I don't know, you know, like, I guess it's like fear, you know, I am still scared of the dark of like some places like this. I mean, India is a little bit more braver about going to some areas than I am. <laughs> she is, she has got to be the coolest cucumber I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. I love it. She's just like everything. She just takes it in. It's just, everything is cool, calm and collected. It's like, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, yeah you know we may we may look calm but i really I gotta tell you i think we are kind of scared underneath it you know it's just because i mean you gotta think about it you know i'm in the dark i don't know if somebody's gonna come out and come murder me or something like that or come yeah. chase me you know i mean it's scary to 
think that we're going to some of these places. We don't break into any places. We get permission right. and we pay for places, but you don't know if anyone's squatting inside of them and come in and chase you. Cause there's been horror stories in the paranormal where homeless people have been uh, squatting some places and come out and severely hurt people or try to kill them or something. It's kind of crazy. But I mean, like we are scared going in places. I mean, it's scary because you're in the dark and you hear these sounds and you, you're, you can't run because it's dark, you know, you don't right. know where you're going. So, I mean, I am scared. <laughs> you just don't, <laughs> I just don't show it. I just pretend I'm brave. I guess like when, when you're really in submerged in fear, you're just already in it. You're just like, well, I'm already here. Might as well just get involved in it. <laughs> you know, I just don't think about it, I guess. I try not well, to. So, so speaking of squatters and, and this messing with your investigation, I mean, that's, that's a big part of your Octagon Mansion investigation, right? Yeah. Is, you know, you guys are almost positive that there's somebody smoking drugs in the house. Yeah, it was uh, our first ever episode that we did. And honest to God, the entire time, as soon as we walked in and um, actually as soon as India thought she saw something move by and we started smelling that skunk smell, we thought somebody was literally in the building. The entire episode after that, we literally thought the entire time somebody was in there. We, we get crap for it sometimes still to this day because... People thought we were overreacting, but it's like at that time, somebody in the paranormal actually got jumped uh, and got severely hurt. I think they, I don't know if they got stabbed or something. I can't remember, but it happened right around that time. So my mind was kind of freaking out thinking that this is going to happen to us too, because it's a common thing that happens. So like, that's actually where we experienced a rock and a bolt within 20 minutes get thrown. And it was one of the weirdest things ever because I've never had a rock or a bolt for that matter get thrown in having two objects get thrown at me within 20 minutes of investigating that entire investigation was only three and a half to four hours i i highly recommend you guys go back and watch that youtube video by the way because at one point connor literally says why don't you throw something at me <laughs> <laughs> uh, i i asked for it <laughs> and it did i got i got what was asking you know well, something was coming for me i guess i don't know i literally wasn't thinking that because i never had that experience before so my first thought was somebody's there and plus uh i heard a woman yell out or something when i'm standing next to john the owner uh, and I was like, what the hell is there's somebody seriously back there? I was just, it gives me chills thinking about it. Cause it makes my skin crawl because it just, I can't see the person in there. I heard the, her voice call out and then I had that rock. It's just really freaking weird. <laughs> yeah. Cool experiences guys. I'm telling you, it's a huge adrenaline rush. Every time I have an experience like this, I seriously love it. We keep talking about taking a trip down to Waverly. You guys should. Really that one's that's the place that always that intrigues me the most i don't know why i mean maybe you talked about the original you know when when mm -hmm. everything kind of started back in 08 and whatever but i when they do waverly maybe it's because it's so close maybe that was i think it's really what really brings it together it's so close and it's so on and yeah and you could, so much there's a place too in indiana called indiana um is a state hospital or sanatorium it's just opened up not long ago it's funny i, I move out of the state and there's all these places that pop up <laughs> i moved out because there wasn't any yeah they're all over the place now holy crap yeah um we're i'm getting ready to do a story on the ohio state um reformatory i've started researching that and and that once again is actually pretty close too i don't know it's crazy but 
Um, we talk about your investigations. You go in at night and you, what kind of equipment are you taking in with you? Now we know you, you kind of got the standard, you got your cameras with night vision and stuff like that. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about the portal? I absolutely, yeah. absolutely love this thing because it looks like guitar. Is that guitar pedals? It is. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Actually, India is the one that introduced that to me. It wasn't really popular with people when we were using it until we uh, filmed at a family's home, but um, for our second episode, but it's just basically just a spear box connected up to a guitar amp uh, speaker. It's a noise gate um, and a reverb pedal. And the whole point of that is just to try to help reduce some of the static of the white noise that comes through the uh, uh, radio for the sphere box. And to try to make the reverb is for the voices to kind of like be more clear and more, I guess, a longer response. So you can hear what's actually being said because the, the radio sweeps so fast that a lot of the times it's missed, you know, like it's gotten right. better over the years for me to figure out what's being said. But back then I couldn't hear anything. <laughs> it's just going so fast. I, but is it? I can't imagine what it's tried like to with that. I, I know that when I watch it on TV, it's just so loud and obnoxious. It is super with, loud. With, with the portal, that's what I loved about it was it took away that obnoxiousness about all that mm -hmm. sweep and and just kind of gave you the meat of what you were looking for. And it's really and, cool. It's really really eerie when it does work. I'm telling you, like when you hear a voice through it, it's really freaking weird. Even not, even through the videos, when you get that voice with that echo, it's like, oh dear mm -hmm. Jesus, what does you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine hearing now without the actual uh, devices. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's a really cool device. We haven't really used it much lately because it hasn't really been doing much for us, which is kind of surprising. But with our equipment, we just stay basic with our equipment. I don't buy all that fancy stuff. It's too much money. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, we just use the basic, you know, voice recorders, but we're notorious for never capturing EVPs, which is kind of funny. I used to capture them all in the very beginning, but now Indy and I just don't capture them at all. Um, you know, our favorite piece of equipment is just the camera leaving it running while we're sleeping at the locations or just when we're out for dinner. We use that, um, a camera, a voice recorder, a REM pod, and the portal. That's really all we use. Um, you know, and we started recently using uh, some apps that our friends made, which I never really was big into ghost on the apps because they were all like spoofs and fake and stuff like that. But this app is actually pretty crazy. We used it recently at the Sally house for the first time and uh, had some really weird, freaky responses coming through and some stuff happened that made it relevant and made me believe like, damn, this thing is kind of crazy. We, I should be start using this app because when I first started out, I did use a thing called uh, ghost radar which everybody knows about and i took a trip down to uh, bobby mackey's music world with uh, a guy named chris from school and um i literally got a sentence that came through and said bob is fun so i i highly believe that spirits um can manipulate any device they use doesn't matter if it's a spoof device or not they can just manipulate it and use it to communicate with you it doesn't have to be some kind of fancy expensive paranormal piece of equipment it could be anything right. Right, right. Well, the, I love the portal. I love it. I love it as guitar pedals. That's the best yeah. part of it for me. It was like, that looks like guitar pedals. It takes forever to set up. I'm telling you, you guys have no idea. I got never show it in the videos. It takes like 15, 20 minutes to set the dang thing up. You have to get the right tweaking to it and right yep. tunage to it. It's kind of 
Yeah, they got to get that but... gate just right, don't you? That gate, yeah, part of it just got to be able to get that sound out of it. Yeah, that's insane. And it's different every location too, which is kind of crazy. Each time we go to each new place, we always have to retune and try to get it to the right spot that we think right. is clear enough. But it's a good piece. Too bad it's, it's pain in the ass. <laughs> no, you can you can build it less than two hundred dollars too. Hey. So you know, you can have your own. Oh, yeah, already got all the stuff for it. I might <laughs> probably have all the stuff. It may not cost me anything. Yeah. <laughs> Our next mission, Jeremy. Uh, well, see, uh, here's the thing. Elysia, when we sat down and we start talking about, well, we talk about Waverly. Let's go back to that. She's like, we need to go. We need to go. And then I tell her the stories and she's like, I ain't going. I hate it. <laughs> oh, man. Imagine using the portal in the death tunnel there. Oh. That'd be kind of, it echo down the tunnel. That'd be really freaky. Oh, it would be in the body shoot. Oh my yeah. goodness. <laughs> Dude, freaky, freaky. Yeah. If you go to get a chance, you have to look up her uh um her uh what is it? TikTok. It's TikTok, meatball yeah. meatball hair. Meatball and hair. uh she she's got the video from the night the camera went off and you don't yeah. see the look on her face when that camera I was trying dropped. to think because there's like four different TikToks. I'm like, which one is it all? <laughs> <laughs> but wow. yeah and then in the episode you can hear the woman talk i mean she's the weird part is is her voice sounds similar to mine and i've heard like two or three people say that sounded like your voice and i'm like it wasn't though and jeremy went through and like took everything apart with the sound and there's just no explanation there's nothing i can even top that because i, I was trying to isolate it and figure it out and uh I, was, I didn't realize at the time when I was doing it the, the first time was that I was still running both of our tracks. So her track and my track, I wasn't speaking when the voice came through. So I thought, well, if I just take her out and it just leave this, you know, silent track with her, you know, in the background, maybe I'll be able to hear it better. It wasn't on my track. That's cool. It was just on hers. <laughs> See, look at that really face cool. <laughs> i love scary stuff but it scares me like <laughs> like i don't like roller coasters i don't like like i don't like horror movies i'm not a big horror movie fan but like being in scary stuff is terrifying for me and that's really like why is hearing that? that voice what was why that it, why is it terrifying i don't know because it's right right there like i'm sure you've heard of little egypt yeah yeah i've oh, been yeah. yeah i've been there yeah <laughs> Going out there every time something happens and every time I leave absolutely terrified, but I want to go back and I don't know why. So a little bit of a, when you get a taste of something that's a paranormal, you want more. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like a drug. So yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Now see, I've been and nothing ever happens to me. I'm right there with the hotel <laughs> and nothing ever happened. No, the only thing that's scary is the damn woods, guys. That's what's uh, scary. Yeah. You know, you don't want to have yeah. some guy coming out with a chain or something, a chainsaw. <laughs> that is that is the worst part of being out there. You never know what's gonna pop out, you know, right beside your car or where you're walking or yeah. There's no yeah. lights or anybody even close nearby. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. When when you go and investigate these places, what I mean, what is the typical like average cost i mean you know i in one of the episodes you're like i think the person you were interviewing is like well you guys paid to be here so you're gonna catch something i mean so what is your typical like cost to go and investigate it really depends um 
I try to find the free places because <laughs> <laughs> the places, some of them are really expensive. I think the most expensive one we've done is $750 and they only give you so much time at night too. So it's like, I'm always upside down when I do episodes just because the cost of the locations are always so expensive. We've been into, um, I'd say the average would be about $500. I want to say at least that we've spent, um, I think I spent like 20 or 30 K in 2020, just going to places, which is really crazy expensive. You think about us with everything, but, um, about the average cost is about $500 to go to places. And some of them only offer you like six hours to be inside, which, you know, that's almost over a hundred dollars there <laughs> an hour. <laughs> so you better hope you capture something. <laughs> Otherwise went to $500 on an abandoned building in the middle of nowhere that nobody goes into anymore. <laughs> That's kind of expensive to go to a abandoned building. You don't catch shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's not what you want to do. <laughs> no. Yeah. You know, we, we've spent money going to places like three, $400 before and we've captured nothing, but I guess the, it's still worth it. Cause you get to go to a building that you wouldn't be allowed to just walk into any day and you can see like how it looked or like what it's about, like old hospitals. It's really, really cool. It's like urban exploring, I guess, in a way. Right. But, right. Yeah. You know, now, in uh, your second book, let, actually, let's 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 take a take a minute. You, you told us uh, before we actually went on air. Um, of course, you know I read the first two. Your third book just came out. Is that right? Yeah, not so too just, long ago. Just came out in uh, May. Right uh, on May 9th. Yeah. And you, there's possibly another one coming in after that. We're, uh, yep. we're pretty excited. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know exactly 100% what it's going to be about, but it is just going to be more uh, more about experience. It's not so much, I guess, based on the show itself, but it's going to be more based on experiences and my thoughts and, and some things that I've started putting two and two together and trying to add in there and I've always been quiet about like my beliefs in the paranormal because it's like politics. You don't really talk about it right, right. or mad about it, you know, if you don't agree with them. Yeah. But I'm just going to basically come clean with some of the stuff I think about in my book and some stuff I've experienced. Well, I wanted to ask you about book number two, because I'm just about uh, just about done with it. I'm not quite finished with it yet, but I wanted to ask you about book number two in um it was pretty much the family home of uh, let me I'm, Tyler and was it Jennifer Jessica Jessica. Mm -hmm. um, you went down. Did you guys go back there like two or three times? You've been. Did you visit the house more than once? Is that yes. is what I'm yep. gathering? Yep, we were there three times. Um, I want to ask you a question, and and I, I hope that they don't if, if they ever watch this or ever hear it or whatever that they don't take it personal, but. Did, did it annoy you that how much he kind of talked over and this is the, what drove me crazy. I watched the videos and then I've read the book, but he just, the Tyler, the Tyler seemed to like really just jump in there and like really just kind of muffled all up. It seemed like to me Did did that drive you nuts or was it, I mean, was that something you guys talked about before you started filming Why you're, or anything like that? I mean, there's a it didn't bother me i guess because i didn't look at it that way i looked at it as he was excited because you know like we went there really because like he disregarded a lot of the paranormal and didn't really believe in it what was going on he kept pawning it off but i knew that i knew that he kind of still believed in it 
right. that there was something going on. And I think that he talks a lot because he started seeing something go on that he, and with us that he couldn't really deny. So I think he got kind of excited and um, not so much wanted just to talk more than his wife, but I think he just wanted to be more involved to figure out his own answers and, and I guess have that um, closure instead of just right thinking, on. oh, it's like, to some animal or something natural in the house right you know because when you do experience something paranormal you know it's paranormal when it happens because it's undeniable but it's just something that you want to have more of it's literally like i said a drug you gotta (laughs) you want want more of this you kind of want to experience what else how further can this go right i uh i have to ask the uh this is one of my big questions this is one that that i was thinking about most of all when you guys finish an investigation, is there something you do to kind of cleanse so that you don't have an attachment from anything that you've done? Or is that something you concerned about or? Honestly, uh, no, I don't do anything cleansing or anything like that. I don't believe in it for one up for two. And uh, uh, we used to say, not to follow us home and just say thank you for communicating and thank them. We never really showed that on camera before. Um, but it's just out of respect, I guess, because it's like, you know, like the experience that you have is more of like a gift I look at it as. So it's more like you should be thankful that it happened because it doesn't happen to people that look for it for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And um, it's a rare thing to have. So like we don't do any kind of cleansing or rituals i just mostly just you know i kind of thank them for the experience or i just mentally thank them because i feel like they don't need me to verbally speak because it's just they already know some stuff that happens before it happens right on that's a cool question i never got got asked (laughs) that before it's I think that's probably my one of my biggest fears about going someplace and doing an investigation or just doing all that was that idea of attachment and something coming home. Um, See, we've had things come home with us and have experience happen, but it's not, I think it's just, you know, like when it comes to the paranormal, everything that happens is more of like an invisible, like it's like kind of like anxiety and depression. So those are invisible feelings that come out of nowhere kind of a thing. And it's kind of like the same thing with the paranormal. It's all about your mindset. You got to have a strong mindset when you do the paranormal and not psych yourself up. You psych yourself up. You can psychologically trick yourself into thinking you're experiencing something at home or, you know, like it is, it's just scary because you see videos and you, you subconsciously um, brainwash yourself and program yourself that this stuff happens. It's the conjuring. They're going to come possess me and be demonically possessed and stuff like that. But that stuff is just not going to happen. It's just about your mindset, really, I think. And like, if you have a strong mindset, you're not going to ever experience anything like that. Because, you know, um, like I said, it's like an invisible force. It's just, you just got to be strong minded. Right on, right on. What's your dream investigation? Uh, Like if money wasn't an object, traveling wasn't an object. No, I don't really know, to be honest with you. You know, like people would do the cliche answer and say all the main haunted places like Alcatraz and places like that. But 
I like finding places that are a gem, like the family's home that we filmed that was a gem because it's like something that's so rare. I don't really have a dream location, but I'd have a, a dream experience like mm -hmm. we did at Whispers Estate, you know, like just a dream experience is what I like to have, like where something undeniably happens constantly. Nice. So I, I'd like to go back and talk about the a haunted house, home sweet, haunted home, and a return to a haunted house for just a second. Sure. Um, are you the first team to investigate this house? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. They never yeah. had a paranormal investigation before because we, we lived in South Carolina, and it was more like the Bible Belt. So people around that area kind of frown upon paranormal. And so it's kind of like a hush hush with that family at that time. So we were definitely the first ones to go in there and just experience it. Is that why in the first video they decided they wanted their faces blurred? Yeah, they did. Yeah. They didn't want their faces shown. They didn't know what their friends think their family. Um, actually Jessica's mom is the one that actually kind of initiated the conversation between India and us uh, to get us in the house, which is kind of funny, but yeah, they, they didn't want their identity shown for the protection of their kids. They didn't know, like, our YouTube channel really and, like, how popular it was. And, you know, you get these stories of people coming in and trying to come to people's houses, you know, like you got, like, the Amityville house where people just stop in outside someone's home, take pictures, you know, like, people live there to this day. So they were kind of worried about that kind of a thing happening. And then in these specific sets of videos, this is your first time using the Estes method. Yes. It, yes. That was the second time we went back to the house, the home sweet haunted home. It blew our mind when we had that experience. At that time, it, was, it wasn't really known. It was getting known around the paranormal. So we wanted to try it first. I was always about trying new things and in investigations and see how it went. And yeah, we used the Estes method and it was crazy. Can you, can you kind of describe what the Estes method is? Yeah. It's kind of like using the sphere box, but the problem with the spirit box is that if you and I are using it, you'll hear something and I'll hear something, but you'll say it first. And then my mind will go to hearing what you're saying. So what it kind of does, is it, it kind of eliminates that contamination and it makes it so only the receiver who listens to it uh, is the one speaking. So it makes it more definitive. If I ask a question and then you were to answer it and you say something very relevant, it would point to more so of, how could this kind of happen because it's going through radio, you know, kind of thing. So it makes it more compelling to use. So the receiver, the person that's listening to the spirit box is using noise canceling headphones. And the traditional way of doing it is wearing blindfold. So you kind of eliminate all your senses except for, um, smelling, I guess, but that's not, that's kind of useless. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so anyways, the person, uh, is the receiver who listens to it. And then you've got the person who is like basically the conjurer, the person who's asking the questions and my doing some people like to do it differently, but I like to stay away from India where she absolutely cannot even hear anything I say. So when you ask a question, the spirit box, she's supposed to say anything that she hears as far as a word that comes through the spirit box. And we've had amazing results with it. Like I've had a, almost a conversation, like a few couple word conversations before. It's pretty, pretty weird. It's really, really cool when it works. It's like one of the coolest things ever. Cause you know, it's paranormal because it's just the coincidence of that happening. It's just so slim. 
So this this leads me to two additional questions. The spirits of St. Alban's video. Mm-hmm. India was doing the Estes method, I believe, when she started to have a moment. Mm-hmm. Can can you kind of describe what was running through your head when she started freaking out? See, like, we'd only filmed, I think, six episodes at this time, you know, and um, we were at this abandoned hospital called St. Albans in Redford, Virginia. And um, we were upstairs in this room where a girl named Rachel had a stillborn baby and she was keeping like the fetus in like a jar, I guess, in the closet. And one of the staff members found out about it and kind of took it away from her. So she kind of committed suicide in the bathroom, which is known for people committing suicide in, which just so happened to be in her room that she was in. So India was doing the S's method in there and I'm out in the hallway on the other side of the room and I'm, I'm hearing noises, like some stuff moving around, which is already freaking me out because I'm in this massive room in the dark. And, you know, like the first thing that went through my mind is I was, I freaked out because India for once screamed so loud and made me drop to the ground. I didn't know what was going on. I ran into there because I didn't know what was happening. And then she starts having this, I could start seeing like, she kind of like changed, I guess, like her demeanor and she started crying. She never cries, I guess, on when we're doing investigations. She starts talking about the woman's baby. And, you know, like you get the whole idea of like, oh, God, like some, someone's being possessed kind of a thing. But I never really thought that, I guess, when that was going on. I just was more concerned about why she was crying and what was really going on with her. I think it was just a lot to handle because once you're submerged into listening to the white noise, it kind of like has like an influence, like a trans influence over you i guess and like you sort of connect more on a different level than you are without the white noise it kind of puts you in a trance so i just wanted to get her out of that room because she was crying and having this weird emotions and she didn't want to leave it was just really strange and not her character so i didn't know what was going on in my mind at the moment i just felt i needed to get her out of that area and we needed to go downstairs do you when something like this happens do you think about just canceling the investigation at that point nope <laughs> not at all <laughs> it sounds crazy guys but i mean honestly india can tell you i have this thing where no matter what happens we're always filming because i i regret the day that i saw that little girl the ghost i saw and i wasn't filming so like since that day i have a rule where i need to film every single place i go to or everything i'm doing just in case i do see it or something happens i can capture her on camera and I can relive that moment again. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's just kind of a rule I have. I don't ever, never, never leave, no matter how scary it gets. It's all going to be on camera because I want to experience it again when I watch it back. So that leads me into the second one, and that's the Melvern Manor. Yes. Okay. I figured we were going to get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually a good example of when we don't stop filming because I think, I don't know if we showed it in the episode, but I think India asked me if you want me to keep filming. I said, yeah, or something. I don't remember. No, I told India beforehand to keep filming, I think. And then uh, they wanted to stop filming. She said that I told them to keep, told her to keep filming. Yeah, it's for that reason, because I don't know what's going to happen. I want everything on camera, every single thing. I'm all about in the moment kind of a thing. Our show is big on 
being in the moment with no fluff. So there's no over-exaggeration or anything like that. It's literally how I'm feeling, how, what's going on, what's happening, what I'm seeing and, and, and stuff like that. So I'm huge on that. With the Melvin, the Melvin Manor situation, I mean, how long were you kind of down and out? Uh, I want to say, I think it was like 45, 50 minutes. <laughs> it wow. did not, it didn't even feel that way. Honestly, I thought it was under for like maybe 10 or 15 minutes. I just kind of like, I kind of like let myself go when I was doing it, when I was listening to the SS method and uh, listening to the static, I just kind of like, you know, like they say to when you're meditating, it's kind of like, like try to listen to your breathing. And that's kind of like what I was trying to do, but I was trying to listen to the static and I kind of got lost in it and I kind of like lost myself there for a minute. I kept going in and out. I remember of, of consciousness of, of being aware of what was going on. And I wasn't because I was trying to focus and it just kind of like, I like to the point where it was really heavy. And I had this really weird feeling come over me where I was just, it's going to sound gross, but I was just really sweating <laughs> and it wasn't even hot in the room or anything like that. I just like started having some weird, uh, it's hard to describe, I guess, because it's just more so like I was just felt like I was going to pass out kind of a thing. That's really strange. But, so do you, do you chop that up to the paranormal or do you just chop that up to getting lost in the static? And I believe they said there was a Tesla coil in the room at that point too. Right? Yeah, there was, yeah, there was a Tesla coil in the room kind of like using, like they believe to put energy in the air creates um, electricity in the air. I mean, it's one of those experiences. I, I still don't know what really ever really happened, but somebody was saying my blood sugar as well, yada, yada, but it's not that I eat too much. It's not that <laughs> <laughs> it definitely wasn't that I don't know what the, what what's going on with me at that moment. You know, it could be a, a couple things. I mean, I have to have something really definitive to, for me to say, yeah, 1000% is paranormal kind of a thing, you know, but don't really know what was going on with me at that moment it's one of those weirdest things i can't really recall everything because i don't remember everything i just remember watching the video and that was really it that had so that's to be why crazy. we film everything it had to be crazy to go back and watch that and see that it was really weird i was like man what the hell this is 45 minutes <laughs> 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 that's a lot to cut down guys telling me why 45 minutes is a lot <laughs> we don't we don't really try to go that long because it's just too much you know, after a while, you just kind of like, it's just listening to static. You just go numb. <laughs> yeah. Once and, again, once you're in that, when the headphones in, that's not like the, that's not like the portal. It, it is just straight static mm -hmm. from the radio sweep, yep, right? Yep. It's straight static. Yeah. So you hear the static and you're trying to focus heavily and trying to hear the words or and trying to decipher which is radio music and which is actually words because you know, that stuff bleeds together. So you kind of right. have to try to uh, discern which is which and just say what you think is not radio. So do you guys keep the raw fire files from uh, the SS method so you can go back and listen and hear what India is hearing? We didn't have a way to record it back then and then we figured out how to do it and then our cord broke. <laughs> so <laughs> we, couldn't, we couldn't record it. But just recently on this new episode that's coming out, we, we did record the entire SS method. So you can hear some of the stuff that India uh, was listening to. So yeah, we do, we do record it. We got a new spirit box now that does actually record it. It's just so hard to, people don't understand that when it comes to like recording that session, there's literally no one talking. So I have to figure out where to sync it at. And it's super hard. <laughs> so it's kind of difficult to sync that stuff because I've got so many files to 
four or five or six audio channels synced together. It's a little difficult at that point. You know what? I never even thought about that. That's got to be that's got to be tough to try to. It is. It's, it's really hard. I'm like, okay, if this sound it clicks, we'll go find it through the audio and click and that kind of a thing. So, so you talk about equipment, and I've always had this vision of of um, you know, all these guys that oh did do these investigations. Like out of the corner of my eye, I just seen this. Have you ever thought about like a 360 night vision camera that you could like put, you know, maybe like on your head or something that would be they would get the whole 360 around you? I have, but those cameras are expensive, really, really expensive. And the quality to me is not great at all yet. It's, it's not? No, it's horrible. And it's stitched video together. And I just, it'd be worse to try to edit that together. And it wouldn't be worth it because then the whole video would have to be 360 because um, you have to film the interviews and everything else. 360 and it just wouldn't be clear because then it would become one of those UFO videos where everything's blurry. Right on, right on. That I mean, makes sense. Yeah, I always want to was, catch the corner of my eye. I was like, well, why wasn't the camera pointed that way? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know nothing. <laughs> so during these these interviews at the beginning of your episodes, you know, you get you get a brief history of these historic buildings you're going into. And are you ever like speculative? when you go into the, these situations about the stories you're being told? Yeah, I, I go to every place with healthy skepticism. I don't believe that they're haunted until I have something actually happen to me. Because when you say there's something haunted, it's got to be like, to me, a reoccurring thing that happens all the time. And a lot of people have experiences there, I guess. And I, if I don't have an experience there, it doesn't mean it's not haunted. But to me, it's not as haunted as they say. So I always have healthy skepticism because it's the right thing to do when you're doing paranormal investigating. Because it's like, for example, if you guys are familiar with the Sally House in Atchison, Kansas, people say it's demonic. And there's a there's a ghost girl named Sally there. So if you already know it and so many people are having all these experiences and you don't go in there with skepticism, like you're going to think you're experiencing something from Sally because you hear a noise crackling or something like that. So it's, it's the best way to approach anything paranormal is just to be skeptical until proven otherwise. When you go into a place like the Sally House, though, is it is it hard to be skeptical because of the frequency of the stories coming out of a place like that? No, because people are liars. <laughs> I'm just, just going to be straight with you. I mean, people in the paranormal lie all the time, so I don't believe anything they say unless I experience it. You know, I mean, that's just the nature of people in general and even outside the paranormal. You just got to be... Um, you just got to have critical thinking, I guess, when it comes to that stuff. You just got to be a little bit more, oh, well, not everybody will want to tell the truth anymore because everybody wants to be famous. Everybody wants to be para-famous or whatever they want to do. So you just got to know that some stories are probably fabricated and you got to discern which ones are fabricated and which ones aren't and not to believe any of them until something um, similar happens to you. I like well, that makes, explanation. That makes complete Good. sense because how do you know what uh what is really true or what is you know maybe fabricated for a tv show or something like that just to get the extra ratings or whatever mm -hmm. so yeah if you go in and, and you experience it yourself then you then you know for sure where you stand with that but yeah i totally understand that explanation 
there will always be videos of people saying i'm going to prove the existence of ghosts or aliens or whatever you know and they'll put stuff on video you just have to know that it's you have to like you can believe in the paranormal but you can't believe everything you watch as right. real you just need to experience yourself because you will always have somebody that says that's not real i mean i can have myself levitate and get picked up and thrown by a real ghost you know and people still say i faked it or something like that <laughs> there will always be those people out there and it's always why you just got to experience it for yourself or go seek it yourself and then find your own answers right that that actually leads into another interesting question are you still obsessed with ghost adventures no i don't watch any of those shows no no nope. i don't watch those shows because i don't want to subconsciously brainwash myself into their tactics again because I, when i first started doing paranormal encounters i was heavily influenced by zach bagans from ghost adventures and my persona and my approach was all like that and i mean i was re really young dumb and stupid then anyways but it was just uh I don't watch it because I don't want to trick myself without knowing, you know, I don't want to act this way or do this kind of thing. I just avoid all those shows. And if I do, I don't really pay attention to them because I don't want to. Um, I guess people take them as mentors and stuff like that. They just shouldn't do that kind of thing. Well, yeah, because now we're agitating and you don't want to agitate. Yeah. That's the one thing I like about you guys. You guys are always very, um, uh, what's the word i'm looking for you you know the thank yous and the and you know thank you for talking to us and all that stuff which is you know the total opposite of what those guys do where they just sit there and scream at a wall for an hour and you're just mm -hmm. like shut up dude just yeah <laughs> it's just that's what i said it goes back to being respectful to uh to the spirits you know if you they give you an experience it's because you you were meant to have that experience it wasn't just some random fluke at some place and that's why I highly believe because it's just like how my experiences have all led to certain things all happen for a reason. You know, so when I go to places, it is a bummer when I get absolutely nothing. It puts me down because it's just like I want to communicate with it. And it's not so much to prove it. It's just to experience it, you know, because it's on another level of, of a human experience. You, you don't get because there's so many people that are closed minded anymore. Everything's fake and everything is not real, but it's just. When you have something like that, it's like being in a fantasy. You know what I mean? That right. you see on TV. Do you ever go back and watch your videos and kind of cringe at your original, yep. your original <laughs> acting? Yeah, I don't watch it. You know how many times I've watched the episodes? I actually am already sick of the new one that's coming out. It hasn't even been finished yet. I get sick of watching them. I don't watch them. You know, like, uh, uh, you know, like our family will sometimes watch them. They'll put them on and just like, it's cringy just to watch. Cause it's just like, man, I really, I really said that. Or I talk like that, <laughs> you know, See, or... I know exactly what you're saying. When I record an album, that's, that's the thing is you spend so much time, uh, mixing, mastering and doing all that stuff. Mm -hmm. By the time you're done with it, you don't ever fucking want to listen to it again. No. It's just done. Just there. Just you guys enjoy it. You take it, enjoy it. Cause I don't want to hear it no more. Yeah, I always feel like, I mean, I, I'm always down on myself anyways, and, and so like, I always think everything I do is trash, so it's just like I try not to <laughs> look at the trash and let other people enjoy it. Every, some, somebody's trash is another man's treasure, so I let somebody else think they like it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. Well, so far, so good, man. I'm loving the, I'm loving the new episodes. I think the new ones are, are the best stuff coming out yet. Thank you. Um, India is absolutely amazing. 
I, I just I love watching her and her calm demeanor and and her <laughs> style of investigation. It's 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 brilliant. And yes. and her sister and, and I was I and, and no offense, but I get I get a kick out of the India Asia names. I love the names. <laughs> I think that's some that's great. Yeah, somebody's <laughs> somebody's like, do you have a brother named uh, Japan? I'm like, really? <laughs> 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 come on. Yeah, it's pretty funny though. You know, like uh, her her sister when I was still in India, because we just filmed at a hospital not long ago, St. Joseph Manor. And I told India, I'm like, this is kind of weird. We should fly Asia out because every time Asia goes in an episode, it's always on the hospital one. <laughs> every one of them she's been in has been a hospital episode. And we don't plan that. It just so happens to be that way. It just happens that way. Yeah. Skylar? Uh, let me read through my notes here for half All a right. second. All right. I've got a lot of them. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you guys have done your research, huh? It's all right, Connor. I got a question, actually. Um, What's that? So since these two, Alicia and um, the Emperor over here, are from TUSOP, the United States of Paranormal, where they talk about cryptid, creepy, paranormal, do you have any cryptids that you believe in? Honestly, I haven't explored the topic enough to really believe in it or to uh, know enough to figure out how to do it. Uh, the one thing that is super popular that people always talk about is Skinwalker, and I'm close to Skinwalker Ranch. So I'd love to check that out because it's getting more popular recently. And I just find that fascinating. But I mean, that if that thing is real, then I think I would really, I really wouldn't be coming back from the video. <laughs> that time. You know Listen, I mean? if you, if you do, if you get a chance to go out there, will you call us back and report back what you get? Because my wife and, and the boy's mom is obsessed with that show. She watches, you know, the Skinwalker Ranch show all the time mm -hmm. and I'm just not buying it. No, yeah, that's why I want to go. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I would definitely, I'll definitely, you guys know if I get eaten by a person. Wolf oh, yeah. Or, uh, you know, Listen, they say a lot of on. weird, yeah, they say a lot of, I'll, I'll tell you as I'm getting bitten. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a weird thing I want to just explore, you know, I think it'd be kind of a cool topic. I don't believe in Loch Ness Monster, I'm sorry, <laughs> or anything like that, but Skinwalker would be more fascinating, I guess, because it's more so that people are actually focusing on an area to, to explore. Yeah, they've got a certain little area that they're really, they're really focused on that triangle area that they, they seem to love, but mm -hmm. I don't know, I just, I there's just something about the delivery of what those guys are doing that I just, I just, I'm not buying it. Not well, saying there's ratings. nothing there, but I just, the, with their approach to it is just not working for me, but so I don't know, take it for what it is. <laughs> yeah. The uh, flying drones with thermal cameras all over the place, multiple of them. Oh yeah. <laughs> trying to see if I see anything. <laughs> that would be all right. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> You guys scout your own locations or do you like have a network of people that kind of interact with one another and give tips to each other well uh it's a mix of both we basically scout the places and try to find places that aren't known known um but we do have friends that say hey you should check out this place or we just so happen to interview somebody and they recommend all these places and we hit those people up and then it just it's like a trickle effect it just keeps going down more and more and more but that's, we just kind of like look for places that aren't popular, I guess, and try to stray away from that and then uh, do that. So we do do our own research. And then some of it is people telling us some places we should go to. Nice. Do you find yourself integrating with any of the other YouTube paranormal investigation groups? 
there's only like one YouTube channel we really collabed with before. It's Paranormal Quest. They're our friends outside of the show. And uh, they've been our friends for years. And uh, they're the ones that we would collab, collab with the most. So like we don't, I, there's just some people I see on YouTube that I wouldn't collab with just because they're not how I handle things, I guess, in the paranormal. And I don't think our chemistry would match. I hope that so makes sense. the other day it might have been today even you you made a post on facebook about demonic presence compared to just paranormal presence yeah and i read it and i was like man this is a, this is a really cool post and then i was going through the comments and i i was seeing the names and you know i was like oh well this is the lady he talked to at the whispers estate or you know mm-hmm. So do you do you find yourself entangled with those people a lot more than too? Yeah, it's pretty cool because we meet these people and they become friends. And then we uh, stay in touch with them long after we film. But, you know, like what made me made that post, it's just I'm so just everybody's about demonic and demon stuff and everything else is dark. It's just so annoying because it's not true. They're just lying and it's not how the paranormal works. It's just to me not in an, an offensive way if I say this, it's just very inexperienced thinking. It's how I used to think when I first started in the paranormal and it's also because why I don't watch paranormal shows is because that type of stuff brainwashes you subconsciously and you're so unaware of it and to the point where it becomes a personality of you and it's just really annoying. So like I do stay in contact with those people and I do respect what everyone else believes as well too, but it's just something that I find is highly common in the paranormal is people think everything's demon. And I think it's just because people want to have that sense of, hey, I'm in danger and I saved myself and I'm no longer in danger. And it's just, it entices people to watch and it's a clickbait. It's a huge clickbait thing on YouTube. And uh, I think people just get suckered into it and it just becomes a norm. And so I just wanted to call it out because it's kind of getting annoying. I never really say anything about <laughs> paranormal beliefs on other than my books because nobody reads my books. But <laughs> so, wait, 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 time out. I've read your books. <laughs> I know you guys are like, right it's here. Only, right here. Oh, look, there it is. It's only, it's only you. It's only you four. <laughs> no, I, it's like politics. Like if people people believe in orbs and people don't believe in orbs and. It's just like you say something, people attack you, and I just keep my mouth shut, I guess. So when it comes to demon stuff, it was only because we talked about Home Sweet Haunted Home. A lot of people just say, it's demons they're communicating with. It's demonic. They're pretending it's ghosts. And it's just so annoying because it's not – that's not my experience I had when I was there. And they're just basically saying that was the experience, and it's not. And I find it not offensive. It's just really annoying. It's a nuisance because it's just – that it become the norm in the paranormal now because all these shows only look for dark hauntings and it's just kind of stupid. So yeah, I went on my Karen rant. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think that Karen rant is extremely important because I think you're exactly right. Everybody's yeah. everybody kind of keeps throwing this shit out there and and you know and then and like you said the clickbait man I'll tell you what YouTube is the worst for clickbait. I know it really is. I mean 3 a.m. challenge demon hurt me oh my god you yeah. know it's like a stupid title it's scary I see that scary. i kind of see that <laughs> yeah i know right it's just because little kids click on that stuff because you read it and they're like oh i gotta watch it kind of yeah. thing but oh yeah yeah it's just i was surprised to see how many people commented on it what 
people comment on it because they don't I don't talk to them. So it's kind of surprising that a lot of people agreed with it. I didn't really expect it. I just got off work. I was sleep deprived. And I was like, you know what? This kind of pissed me off. So I'm just going to post about it. <laughs> so yeah, I get my Karen rants every once in a while on Facebook. But being, I mean, being in the investigation field for what, 15 years at this point, I mean, you're justified in the way you think, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, everyone, I respect everyone's beliefs and they should do the same, just like politics and religion and stuff like that. But it's just, uh, I have so many places and so many experiences that, you know, each one is just one block to the bigger experience and it's all relatable, I guess, to me. So I, all of all those experiences, this is just what my assumption of my thinking is. You know what I mean? I've never had a really bad experience where I think it's evil or it's not evil. It's just a, a gift, you know, I mean, to experience like that. So like I put my thoughts together and this is just what I think. And if you don't agree with it, it's cool. You know, everyone has their own beliefs, but we all have different experiences, you know, whether we induce it ourselves or if it's um, paranormal induced. Hope that makes sense. It does. It actually makes very good sense. Good. Very much so. I'm just ab living right now. I'm trying to think what 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 <laughs> what, what I can say that you know that that makes the most sense. Well, well, I here know, at Tucson, uh, we don't make a lot of sense, so it's yeah. all good. <laughs> we make some sense. Oh, we make yeah. <laughs> I know uh, the emperor had a very important question. Or a series of questions you wanted to talk about. So Here's I think the hard let's, questions. This, this might be the the tough topic. Uh oh. All right. Let's Wait. do it. You're gonna have to refresh my memory. It's been a long day. Let's in book one. You have a chapter called "The Years of Darkness." Okay. Yes. So this is roughly 2014 to 2017. This was 2017 to technically the very start of 2019. Okay. I was a little yes. ahead of myself. I'm pulling up in the book right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just flipped through it just so I could remember the name of the chapter. Yeah. That's why I'd have to look too. Cause I, I was, I can't believe I've already gotten three books out right now. I'm already forgetting my own chapters. See, I was feeling bad because I, I read it and I enjoyed it. And then I started reading the second one and I'm like, uh, I know I read the first one. This, this story was in there. And then you, some of the stories you told tonight are actually in the first book. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. The little girl and, and mm-hmm. different stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, the books aren't meant to be read in order. It's just meant for people to always jump in any book they want. But, yeah, it's just, yeah. Right, right. Well, um, like ahead. I said, man, this this first book is, I mean, it's it's really incredible. And it's a great insight into the early years and kind of where and how you are where you are thank you but i mean let's let's talk about the netflix deal a little bit Mm -hmm. you know what what was the lead up to it and then the fall apart (laughs) fall apart is my inexperience um this is why i got obsessed so in 2016, I had only filmed six episodes, and at the time, YouTubers was just becoming popular, so there was a lot of third-party companies that were like, hey, I uh, will use you as talent, we'll pay you money, those kind of things like that, so I, I, was, I was very aware of those kind of companies that were approaching YouTubers, and um, I got approached by a company based in New York called Big Media, and 
I was already at first leery, you know, about it because I was like, uh, well, this is probably one of those companies. But then I started researching. I started realizing these people actually put stuff on Netflix. These people are putting stuff on Discovery. Like they're actually a distribution company. And that was my main goal was to actually make a televised show to show my experiences because I felt like this was my calling. Like this is like something I was meant to go do. So uh, they uh, approached me and were looking for paranormal content. And um, they said that they wanted me to sign a deal with them uh, to sign over to them and that they could get me uh, on a network. And then I didn't really believe too much into it, but I was already super excited. You know, this was my first ever experience to have somebody approach me and want to try to sell the show because I didn't know how. I mean, I was self-taught through everything. I didn't know how to approach Netflix or where to begin. And um, they wanted to use the six episodes that I had. And I guess, you know, the way it works in distribution is there's a lot of waiting. So like when you submit stuff, you wait a long time, like months, months. So when I had submitted some information in some of these episodes, because we were going to just reshoot the show and do it differently, um, but they want Netflix wanted to actually have the original files to the, to the first six episodes. The problem here though, is I didn't have any of those files. I had no idea. I never backed up the episodes. I'd make the episodes and videos and delete the whole thing. Never saved the footage, never did anything like that. And I beat myself up to this day to that because I was going to get 18, I think it was 18 grand from, I can't remember exactly. I think it's 18 grand from netflix to sign over those six episodes and then shoot a new season of episodes and since i didn't have those master files the way it works with like netflix and hulu you have to make the video it's very technical if i say it. so this is basically you have to have a different type of format the video has to be in and separate the audio channels and i had no idea how to do that stuff back then i just did what i thought i knew and that's why I didn't get the Netflix deals because I didn't have the master files and I didn't know what I was doing with film back then. My text was out of frame. I didn't know anything about that. So the whole distribution thing really changed and taught me a lot of how TV and how distribution works and, and how a video should look because every platform you put on will show the video differently, just how it, how it codecs the video. So your text may be off the screen on some platforms. I may not see so that's why there's a text safe um, margin on videos. When you're doing video editing, you got to be aware of. So like that was why I didn't never got the Netflix deals. I didn't have the master files. So now I have to have, buy a thousand hard drives now because I have every <laughs> video backed up. <laughs> so, so yeah, I have videos backed up from years ago too. So it's just like, I have to keep constantly buying hard drives and I have to keep copying other hard drives to the point now where I have like four plus terabytes worth of footage <laughs> of just the episodes. It's just kind of crazy. Did you so, ever debate on reaching back out to the media companies? No, because I still had a partnership with that company um, until 2019. And uh, I was with them, you know, for a while. And I never, it's kind of like, I don't have ability to talk to the Netflix or any of those companies because they talk a different language and you have a specific person from a department you talk to and they don't make that stuff public. So like the people in distribution have like secret emails and they know people that know this person that knows how to get this on there. It's kind of like a got to know people kind of thing in the, in the TV world. If you don't, you, you don't have a way of getting it on platforms. 
It's like the secret society of Netflix is what you're saying. Yes, it's Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> so um, can you explain your Amazon deal that you had or you still have? What was that about? It wasn't so much a deal. It was more like uh, Amazon used to support independent filmmakers. So like anybody could go put their video on there if they knew where to, what platform, like website that Amazon uses to distribute videos to Amazon Prime. And back then they were, they were taking independent filmmakers, but people on Amazon Prime pay like, I mean, $15, $20 a month for their subscription to watch that type of stuff. Uh -huh. And a lot of people were complaining on you know, independent filmmakers sites, uh, um, I'm sorry, on their videos and just coming horrible things so much so that Amazon noticed and end up removing the ability to have your videos free with Prime, which means if you have a Prime membership, you can watch it for free, which gotcha. is the biggest moneymaker for independent filmmakers. And when they took that away, it kind of killed it because um, uh, nobody wants to buy anything. So like, you know, like you put your videos on there and people don't buy it unless you want to keep it, keep it. But when it was free with prime, we would get like millions of views. Um, a, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, millions of minutes watched, uh, a month. Cause Amazon goes off of, they pay you by the very, very millisecond of a minute. So like they pay you a penny an hour. That's what they used to pay. Uh, they used to go up to five cents. Then you hit about half a million minutes watched and then it would drop down to one penny an hour which is, you think about, you give me a penny for 45 minutes of my video. I went and shot, spent all night. I spent 50, 60, 70 hours editing and I only get a penny for it. You know, that's just crazy. The, the Spotify, um, <clears throat> the streaming Spotify deals are the same way. Um, as far as music goes, you know, for every song that's listened to, it's point zero 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 one cent, you know, and it's like, mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing. You can have a million million streams, but you know, here here's a nickel mm -hmm. for all that work you put into it. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of work being an artist. You know, being a creative individual is very, very, very expensive. It's not expensive so much in money. It's more of your mentality. You know, expensive your mental strength. And how do you deal with how do you deal with that? Uh, I know you said you don't really post most m much on Facebook and stuff like that, but do you? Do you take hits on the videos? Do you get comments on the YouTube? Is that a thick, have you thickened the skin up to get beyond some of the people with keyboard courage? I mean, more so I do now. You know what I mean? I just laugh it off because I just think the comments are stupid because it's irrelevant and it's not what I think of myself or the videos I do. I mean, I do think my videos are awful, but I don't think I'm awful. <laughs> so, so like, I mean, we get gotten more thick skin because, you know, a lot of the people that comment we do and the show has evolved because of the comments, because um, they used to say that we would talk too much or we get too excited and stuff like that. So we've learned to train ourselves to calm down more. So the comments have helped and they, they have made anxiety and made us depressed. Like, God, I just want to jump off a bridge kind of thing, but right. yeah, you know, but you just can't take this stuff serious and believe it because those people are just noise and they're just not, you don't need to give them rent space. You know right. what I mean? Like, cause they're not the ones spending the time doing it. They're just mad because subconsciously they they wish they were doing it. They were going <laughs> off and visiting and filming places like that. 
<laughs> so it's not it was never for them it was more for so for me so that's why i never really take it too serious what they say if it's something super offensive i just block them and there's right no on. point in arguing with a fool a fool is somebody who argues with a fool so if i'm going to be a fool and argue with them then that's my fault right right <laughs> scholars over so, just big smile he knows he doesn't argue with fools either <laughs> yeah what's the point what's the yeah. point no one's gonna win. I mean, they're gonna win if you if you uh, initiate the fight and keep going with it. Yeah, because that's, that's what all they, they want. want. Yeah, what yeah, they want. They want, to they want attention. So let's. Uh, all right, let's go to the tough one. Let's go to the. Let's go to the. Let's go to the hard one. Let's talk about your um your last partner, a okay. little bit. Um. I don't even know really the question that I really have about it, except that it just sounded like it was a really shitty deal on for your side. You kind of lost everything in that whole, um, I don't know, transaction or let's just say what it really truly is. The, uh, the, the, uh, changing of passwords basically. Yeah. And I took everything is once again, did that thicken your skin for, for the trust side of working with people and, and kind of learning what you should and shouldn't be doing in those situations. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of snakes in the paranormal field. There's a lot of wolves uh, in sheep, sheep's clothing that will literally use you and abuse you until you don't know about it. And I've always been the type of person where I give like, you know, like metaphorically speaking, you know, like give my shirt and my back for somebody, you know what I mean? Like I was really trustworthy. I was in a really vulnerable spot when this happened uh, because I was going through like a, uh, a divorce and stuff. And so it would make me really vulnerable and I was seeking comfort. And I guess like he found me in my vulnerable spot and took advantage of it because of how successful I was being and, and, at the time, there wasn't so many people doing it that was getting right. a little bit more attention. So I think he took, saw that as an opportunity to take the shot. And I found out since I've dissolved my relationship with him, like he's also done it to two other people. <laughs> so, oh, really? Yeah. So it's just something, a learning experience, because it's also made me not to trust everybody, because that's why I said earlier, I only had, we only talked to Paranormal Quest, the people on YouTube that we've collabed with, because They've been true friends. They've shown us all without an audience, how true friends they are that without the need for attention to show off, Hey, I've done this for this person. Well, other people will say, Hey, I, I, uh, I shouted you out or, Hey, I did this when, you know, those people just want to use you for their five minutes of fame or everybody's about followers and clicks and, and clickbait and stuff like that now anymore on YouTube. So it's just, you gotta be a little bit more discerning on who you um, associate with because there's so much drama in the paranormal that people don't know about that like there's a lot of people they complain about something stupid like recently there's people um charging for gas because gas is stupid crazy right now they're charging for gas for people to drive to the locations to give tours so like people always are dramatic and or, or over dramatize those type of things on that they're they're putting a gas surcharge on that now <laughs> yeah there's some there's a there's a few locations that are charging a gas fee for their tour guides to come and drive and 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 um give tours and people in the paranormal just go crazy about it it's just kind of like something you just gotta people get too involved and too emotional about stupid stuff right <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean yeah i know exactly yeah <laughs> sometimes you have to put it off to the side yeah, it's just being real. I mean, like, it's just, you know, I don't like to sugarcoat anything. It's just like, that's just like what it is right now recently. <laughs> so 
there's just a lot of people that are that you just got to be very careful who you work with and I think since that experience I had with him um, it's taught me to be a little bit more careful and not so open kind to people because I've always been a kind person where like I said I'll help somebody out you know or I want to be really good friends with them and he knew me like before the divorce thing was going on so like he, he was the only person I talked to all the time as a friend and knew a lot of things about me so when it happened he just changed the passwords on the show and I stopped paranormal encounters for a few years because I was working with a distribution company for this that found me on YouTube and they actually funded me money and I it was real at this moment where I felt like I had an opportunity that was coming my way and I didn't want anything to stop it and then I ended up hiring him to help me out with the pilot because I didn't know anyone else at the time on YouTube that was doing decent quality and good stuff and um you know, I just was a bad decision on my part because I didn't really know the person, you know, I'd only knew them mostly over the internet. It's just right. something you have to be careful about. You can't have your heart on your sleeve kind of a thing with people anymore with the paranormal at least. Does that experience almost make you just want to quit investigating totally? No, it just pisses me off. I have to, I have to be better than I was yesterday. That's just how I am. <laughs> I mean, I use, I use my anger and as motivation to give me a, a higher thinking into motive into a drive, you know, it, it creates a high drive and it's just basically like, well, I'm just going to make it better than just piss them off or, you know, piss those people off because they did that to me. And it just, it helps motivates me. It's not trying to be so much conceited. It's just a self-motivating drive factor for me. It's like, I will never step down lower than that, that moment I was then. I will always be higher and I will always show them that these people made a mistake to ever cross me or anything like that kind of a thing. You know, and that's how I, I think I've become successful in some stuff I've done. I've written three books in less than a year because I've, I've set strict deadlines for myself and I've become obsessive with what I do. And I think, you know, I use my anger and convert it into a tool instead of a reaction. If that makes sense. <laughs> I, I think it makes perfect sense. Okay. So, I mean, you know, and then that leads you into your investigations with India. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you guys are putting out a steady flow of content, which I, I am really enjoying. Um, but, I mean, what what's next? I mean, you know, you guys keep doing the investigations. Yeah. Are you going to? I asked myself that even recently, you know, like how long until I retire, you know, because this is 10 years since I've done my documentary and I wanted to go back and actually shoot a final documentary at that school because the owners don't really, they're getting older and they're, I mean, it's like 10 years now and they're getting older and they don't really want to own the location anymore. They want to retire because uh, it's a super popular spot now. And um, I've always wanted to, close it off on a good term, but not be totally away from it. But I don't know, you know, I just keep going, I guess. And until I die or something, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's next. It's just basically, I just go with the flow. What flows flows and what crashes crashes, you know, and I, I'm just kind of like going with it until something happens, you know, I'm just enjoying it. Cause you know, like when, when it's with Indy and I, you know, like couples go out to movies and, things like that and like i find it as something special between india and i because we go to places and we experience in something that's beyond our comprehension and i find that um 
extravagant. I don't know a word. I'm trying to think of a crazier word, but I can't think of one. <laughs> my head, but it's like a special thing for me and her. So I enjoy doing it with her. And um, it's just our thing. He just answered my next question legitimately. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> oh, I, I, I tell you guys I'm psychic too. I take reading. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're getting on about an hour and a half here. Um, I think we need to, I think we need to wrap it up. Um, I got to send Chico home. You know, he's been kind of hanging out. I'm good. <laughs> um, I know that, I know that the Skyler has one, one big question he wants to ask you to kind of kind of finish things out here the hardest question of all that the hardest question oh boy when are you taking us ghost hunting (laughs) 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 you know when when you guys are all in indiana right yeah yeah Yeah, whenever we go to when i go back to indiana to visit or whatever we can go ghost hunting there's some place in uh fort wayne i've seen um can't remember the name of it, but it's, I never knew it was there. I wish I went. And uh, there's also that Indiana sanatorium that's in somewhere in Indiana, south, I think. That I really want to go. It looks freaking scary. It looks cool. So we go. <laughs> Look, man, I've, I've been looking forward to this collab with you since we originally talked about it. And, you know, that was me and dad were kind of talking about it a few weeks ago. And I was like, man, we should we should see if we can collab with him again if he's ever back up this way. Yeah, heck yeah. And we'd we'd be totally down so yeah just let us know i was gonna say you guys could go to alton illinois this weekend and see me but i won't be there this weekend though because we were i think they were supposed to do like some kind of ghost hunt afterwards too which would have been cool it was an event we were going to go and attend to but we couldn't make it so of course yeah. that'd be that'd be this weekend when we're going to be in dallas right <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would be yeah never mind that wouldn't have worked anyways (laughs) you go to paranormal like paracon i think is in chicago in october i believe do you go to those kinds of events uh to be honest you no. i've been to one which i I shouldn't say one i've been to a few but um the last one i went to was the las vegas paracon and that was uh in 2014 I want to oh, say wow. 2013 okay. 2014 it's been a long time while <laughs> yeah it's been a little while but uh we just got uh invited recently to one of the biggest paranormal conventions i think in lexington kentucky i think it's lexington kentucky that or louisville either way i'm going to check out waverly hills one there there you go go yeah. back to waverly yeah. yeah yeah um but yeah i do want to go to more events just to connect more with people because there's so many different people out now that are investigating it's kind of cool to see all the different types of people that are doing it now that weren't doing it what 10 years ago. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I know it's interesting to actually see you in person and talk to you in person after watching all these videos. I know I'm a celebrity. I know. I know it's it's, it's <laughs> insane. It truly is. So it, it's what it feels like when you when you actually get to talk to somebody. You've watched all their, you know, watched so many videos and stuff. So, I just want to say thank you for taking the time out of your out of your evening to to spend it with us here at the uh, United States Paranormal. And uh, we would love to. We would love to just hang out. We don't even have to go investigate. But if you're ever back and you want to go and 
And, uh, you know, I want to go walk around the dark with you. I don't know why, but I do, I do want to do it. <laughs> kind of a weird uh, thing to it, say. It, yeah. Hey, you know? okay. I feel oh, like we're wow. getting close here. You know? We are. <laughs> India does say I'm a ghost magnet. So like, cause we were having a lot of weird stuff happen a lot, like when I'm around. So maybe you'll, you'll have an experience. We can but, get some booze. Oh, we can get some boozers. <laughs> I'm booze. telling you, you take a, you take Alicia with you and I guarantee something's going to happen. It just, she is a magnet too for that. Some, something will follow her home then. She won't want to have the experiences I had. I had knives crossed over and weird smiley faces in our mirrors in the bathrooms and stuff before. Oh, from no. stuff all this <laughs> Maybe <laughs> if we're together, we'll just cancel each other out and absolutely nothing will happen. It'll be, like It'll be rainbows and butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Hopefully. Oh, uh, anybody else have anything they want to ask, Connor? No, it's good to see you. I feel it's like I haven't see seen you, you forever. And, yeah. I know, right? It's been a long time. I didn't yeah. get invited to the to the reunion. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I didn't even know that there was a reunion for a school, and I found out about it after. I was like, "Wow, I'm glad I got invited." I didn't want a weird ass guy there. I guess. <laughs> well, who yeah. would have been in charge of that? I don't know. Uh, that's supposed to be uh, Mr. Neil, by the way. <laughs> oh, that's why. Well done, Neil. Thank you, Neil. <laughs> Maybe it'll be the 20 year anniversary. <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure you get added to that group on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, guys, I'm still here. <laughs> I haven't been sucked into a portal yet. It's, come on, no, I'd I like to come to that. Yeah, I do travel. I can come back to Indiana. <laughs> Little old bourbon, little old bourbon. Hey, what a yeah. what an amazing little town, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Alicia, will you take us out with our uh, with our uh, yeah, whatever we call them, our outros? Do you have our outros? Plugs. Our plugs. What <laughs> yeah, are our Connor, plugs? you can go ahead and plug some of uh, your socials and your pages and your book and whatever you want to go ahead, plug whatever you want. All right. If people want to read the books and not put it down, if they don't want to throw it away. It's called Life with Paranormal Encounters. It's available on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. Um, if you want to watch the show, you can go to youtube.com slash paranormal encounters and watch full episodes. Uh, you can also um, follow us on social media on Facebook, where it's at official paranormal encounters and Instagram is paranormal encounters TV, as well as TikTok. It's paranormal encounters TV. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. We had a great time. Hopefully we'll be pleasure. seeing you soon. Of course. And, thank uh, you. Yeah. Thanks so much. We really appreciate it. I know look at Skylar. He's just so giddy. <laughs> like I said, I've been, I've been looking forward to this to months for months. Um, it is good seeing you, man. And yeah, man, you too. Keep up, keep up the great work. You're doing an awesome job. Thank you. I appreciate it. I really do. I, and I had a lot of fun. You guys asked some really cool questions that people don't ask me in podcasts and stuff. So it was like really refreshing to ask gas real questions and not like, have you ever been possessed or anything like that? <laughs> I do have one final question. <laughs> yeah. All righty, everyone. Well, thank you for listening to the United States of Paranormal. You can find us on all of popular social media pages, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, all of the things. We do all the things. Um, do you want to give a little promo for the call, guys? Who, me? Who, you? Well, who, who else? <laughs> 
Look, he's got he's wearing <laughs> his shirt. Yeah, he's got his yes. shirt. <laughs> yes, go check out the Call Guys podcast. It's facebook.com slash the Call Guys Pod. You can get us anywhere you get your podcast. And Jeremy, Skyler, uh, Golden Image uh, Podcast. You can also get that anywhere you get your podcast. We're we're the group that uh, goes and does things so that you'll go do them too because we <laughs> want to get out. We want you to have adventures. <laughs> and if you like true crime check out uh murder nerds with ashley and i we do true crime across the united states now not just indiana we broadened, broadened. it is now broadened. bigger and better <laughs> bigger and better than ever all right everyone until next time see you on the other side to support other golden mojo entertainment productions check out golden image podcast the call guys and Murd Nerds wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts. To see photos and find new episodes of the United States of Paranormal, follow us on our social media, Twitter at T-U-S-O-P-P-O-D or Instagram at the United States of Paranormal and Facebook, the United States of Paranormal. If you have a place that you'd like us to look into, or would like to share your spooky story that we can read on the air, please email us at the United States of Paranormal at gmail.com. <laughs>